1: Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the
2: heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. So my old buddy, and I do mean old, Harold knew him personally, but I never met him, Matthew Henry. Um... (laughs) When In referring to the Song of Solomon, he said that it was so deep that an elephant could swim around in that bad boy. And I don't think he was bad boy, but it, he, he, he he did indicate that it was deep. And so, <laughs> you know, we're talking about going deeper on the after hours and deeper into the subject of, you know, the boot camps in a lot of ways are a treasure hunt. And the treasure hunt is to kind of get a good look at what God's heart's like because we're made in his image as we begin to come into our heart. And Psalm 119.32 says, you know, I will run in the path of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. And the idea being that can I have that kind of freedom? Is that available to me? Can I have all that? And in order to do that, it's going to take some deep work. It's going to take some healing, and hopefully, we we are going to have opportunities for God to take us there. And so, the question that we ask on the broadcast was, "Jesus, what you know? What am I going after at this boot camp?" You know, He's asking us, "What can I do for you? Do you want to get well?" And and essentially, do you have the hope that this can get better? You know, and, and are you willing to do the work to, to go into that?
0: Yeah. He asked that question of, you know, in, in Mark chapter 10, verse 51, he asked that question. What you, you know? What would you have me do for you? Do you want to get well? Do you want to get healed? The same thing in John 5 at the pool of Bethesda. And, and it appears from taking Mark's and John's Gospels together that Jesus asked that question more than once. And uh, uh, it appears that this was an M.O. of his. And so we are taking that for granted in asking this question of each other, just saying, okay, so when we go to boot camp in a couple of weeks, um, we will be asking this question at the beginning of the boot camp. I mean, it's 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 primary. It's, it's almost a, a set of guardrails, you know, because we're on some pretty high – you know, shelf roads in the high country at, at a boot camp. And there is some danger on both sides. And so this question um, that Jesus asks us, really, we keep talking about the question we are asking him, but really it's a question he's asking us is what would you have me do for you? What what would you like from me? And so this question serves as a as a guide all the way through the boot camp, if you will. And
2: so if you can't make this boot camp, we're hoping you can come to another, but you can still go with Jesus on this question and explore that possibility. As First up, we got Rodney, and and like we said, we took this to the team. Hopefully we're all coming in with this expectation that Jesus, you know, we're, we're wanting to work on, we're willing to go deeper on this. And so Rodney, take us there.
3: Yeah, because we want Jesus to land our plane, not crash it, right? (laughs) So we we want a nice soft landing, but we don't always get that, right? Sometimes it's a little bit of a bumpy ride. So I got to give the backstory because it just kind of, as the longer I'm in this ministry, I'm like, okay, this is the norm. When I left last week's broadcast, I'm like, okay, we're working on Sam's math with the six things that are... God hates, and the seven that are detestable, six plus seven is 13, which is actually eight equal to seven, and you know, God's mass is always better than ours anyway. So I'm like, okay, that's what we're working on. I'm thinking of those types of things, and Robbie sends out an email, and I'm like, oh, this is something Robbie has for us to work at boot camp, and he wants us to think about this, so we got that in a couple of weeks, so I, I need to kind of get on that and start thinking about that. And then I get, yesterday I'm getting emails that have this title that we're replying to, and there's clips in it, and I'm like, oh, we're doing a show tomorrow about this topic and what we're expecting at boot camp for God to do for us and what we're asking him. I'm like, Robbie, I don't know. That's okay. I didn't read the emails. So. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that. Yeah. So I'm like, um, all right. So what am I asking for? I had no idea. I'm going, I, I've i got to look something up. I got to figure something out. So I got, okay, this is based on Mark 1051. So I'm like, well, let me go back and read Mark 10. Let's see what's going on in there. So I go in there and I'm getting context of, okay, what is it that this specific passage is talking about? Cause I knew, like you were saying, Darren, there's a couple of different instances of this happening. I'm like, okay, I want to, want to understand. So I go ahead and start reading. And as I'm reading, I'm going through the, um, whole chapter there. And I'm getting to this question that was asked, which in, you know, the, the Bible, it's okay. Jesus saying, What do you want me to do? You know, and I didn't really ask it that way. I asked it more in the line of what do I want from Jesus? And I and I picture myself there at the pool of Bethesda. I'm standing there asking Jesus, What, you know, what do I need from you? What do I want? Because this question, what do you want me to do for you? I'm like, I don't know. I already started. That's why I'm reading this, I'm trying to figure this out. And as I get to that and I hit those words and I get this picture in my head, I just begin to start sobbing. I mean, I just I just lost it immediately. And I'm immediately thinking, okay, there's something in here. What's in here? What's in this question? And I'm like, why, why am I just uncontrollably crying right now and losing it? And the first thing that came to my mind was depart from me I'm a sinful man you know what Peter said when he met Jesus and I'm just at that point and I'm just start to ask him well what do I need because I don't know what to ask you for Um, I I don't know what I want from you I'm like I'm the emotional side is I'm I'm a horrible man. I don't deserve anything from you. You, you. I'm just not worthy. I'm not there. You know, some of the wounding that I kind of got from the last boot camp kind of came rolling out. And I'm like, okay, if I'm broken and I'm hurting and all this stuff, and he's like, you need healing. And I'm like, well, I know I need healing. I, everybody needs healing. I mean, what does that really help me with, you know? So we start going a little deeper, and I'm like, okay well, what kind of healing? And the first thing he brought to me was contentment. So I'm like, okay, you want to bring in contentment. I'm like, okay, why are you bringing that up? Because this is 2020 has been one of the most uncontented years that I can ever remember. And this is to me had been one of the most contented life, life I've had for the last year. I've I'm not all that worried. Yeah, I'm sick of wearing masks everywhere. I'm, I, I give you that, but big deal. Most of the things I'm not that worried about. Even with the election coming up, I'm like, okay, it's in your hands, God. You got it. Whichever way we go, we go. I'm i am good. But I said, okay, I got another 24 hours to understand this a little bit more why I lost my mind here for a few minutes and just was like, kind of lost my whole emotional side of myself there and what it meant, and that picture of me and Jesus having this conversation. And I'm like, okay, how are we going to get through this? So start praying and having this ongoing discussion over the next 24 hours before we come in for the show today. And I'm just thinking, okay, well, what do you got for me? And it's, it's like, because I'm being content. He's like, no, it's for your season today. And I need you to be in this season, and we've got – things that are coming up that are going to need you to stay content whether they go well they don't go well or whatever happens you need to be still and know that I am God so that was the other thing he starts to put in in me when it comes back to scripture is I just need to rest in him and know that he's in control and he's sovereign and whatever suffering or anything of that nature does come my way it's okay because I've got this and that's what our uh, we just went, had a big uh, camp at church and that's what it was on suffering in the sovereignty of God. So we had a lot of wonderful talks by some great men over about three nights and it was wonderful and all this stuff. I'm like, wow, this does play together. I can see what's going on. I can see what you're working for. And now I'm coming up to boot camp where I can go be one-on-one with God during this time. And I'm just so looking forward to it and knowing that no matter what God's with me and he's got my back is huge, knowing that basically what he gave me to do the response that I'm going to do at boot camp has probably a lot to do with why this is all coming together and how this is going down. And so just a little teaser for everybody, if you really want to find out how messed up Rodney is and why he's screwed up right now you know, for this season, because there's all kinds of seasons I've been screwed up in many different ways, but you can come to boot camp and start to find all this out. And maybe you're screwed up in this way and you can go deeper with God in this because that's what I plan on doing when I get there. And one of the things that I just want to get into is just the fact that being settled and comfortable with him is a huge ordeal because it's so easy to be, you know, flipping about it and just say, "It, yep, I'm, me and God, we're good. But it's different when you really be honest with yourself and say, okay, what is our relationship, Lord, and how can we go further and deeper into this? So as I looked up contentment and tried to find clips, I was like, what the heck am I going to find? I ran across the movie Coneheads. I mean, (laughs) of course you're going to come up with coneheads when you're talking about contentment. So in this clip, you've got... Dan Aykroyd, who is Beldar Conehead, and Jane Curtin, who is the mother, which is Primat Conehead, they're lying in bed, she's reading Cosmopolitan, causing her to feel insecure, which is what a lot of these stupid glamour magazines do, right? Everybody else is beautiful and wonderful, and she's kind of like, well, what's going on in her mind is, well, Beldar, if I die, what are you going to do? And what she wants is something for her heart, because she's insecure right now and so she puts the question out to him that's basically what are you going to do and Beldar does a wonderful job which for me is like I picture in our language he puts on his mask and goes tells her exactly what she wants to hear whether he's thinking that or not and you get to hear to Beldar's response and one of the things you hear at the very last statement it's it was took me like several listenings to understand what he said but you guys stability and containment and contentment sorry have been achieved and that's how the clip kind of ends.
2: Is the light keeping you awake? No.
4: <sighs>
2: your breathing has become erratic. A torg for your thoughts? Eldar, are you content with me? Of course. Why would I not be? Now, I would like to enter my slar face. Let us suppose for some reason, my life functions ceased, what would you do? I would incinerate your carcass in the tradition of Ovidar the Obtuse and put it in a clean, dry place. Would you find a new mate to bring to our gus chamber and propagate? Ah, my most precious one. I would collapse, I would draw the shades, and I would live in the dark. I would never get out of my slar pad nor clean myself. My fluids would coagulate, my cone would shrivel, and I would die. Miserable and lonely. The stench would be great. Oh, Beldar, you have made me very happy. Yes, I know. Good night. Life on Earth is good. I agree. Stability and contentment have been achieved.
3: I wish I could fall asleep that fast. That's some snoring right there. Conehead style. Yeah. And, you know, you just think about that and it's like, you know, Jesus, I, that's what I want Jesus to do is tell me all these wonderful things. Right. And just everything's going to be fine. And oh, yes, this, I would never have another one other than you. Right. But, you know, and that's true with him are we are we gonna believe it and walk with him, you know, and allow that to happen in our life? And that's one of the things from the boot camp that is why I'm still here and keep going and get more out of each boot camp every time I go is you just, that, that walk becomes deeper and becomes more familiar and it's just wonderful each time you get to go down there.
2: You know, I love kind of, if I'm reflecting back a little bit of what you said, I believe, is that we we go into these covenant of silences where we we're going and we're going to go take questions to God, and you know if we're completely authentic, you know sometimes he shows up and just knocks us right off of our you know pose, you know, and 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 hits us with something that we really oh like
3: <clears throat> you're aware of that. <laughs> like he yeah. wouldn't be right yeah. you want to talk about x but he wants to talk about y and oh, yeah. you're going to talk about why you're going where god wants you to go yeah
2: and that, that that's really a beautiful thing and and the emotional thing that you're talking about when your heart gets touched and then all of a sudden the tears come yeah and it's almost like you know, the, the bell's going off, ding, 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 ding. Okay. Now we're in the pay dirt area of, 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 of healing. Like, you know, something, something is fixing to that. That's just an amazing story, Rodney. And I, I'm very excited to see it. Cause again, the beauty of these stories is where t- none of us have any, you know, breakthrough yet where that's what we're, we're bringing e- expecting, you know, something like that. But Jim,
4: you look like you've, well, I mean, uh, from my standpoint, you know, um, Listen to Rodney. Uh, It kind of brings up, uh, you know, if I were to uh, talk to God and say, you know, if he says, how can I heal you? Um, Peace and contentment is, you know, right down that line. It seems like um, for myself, uh, there's always a battle, always something that has to be handled, always something that has to be taken care of. Um, For those who know me over the last few weeks, I've had more than my fair share of battles. And, you know, I looked at my wife the other day and I says, you know, I I just want to stop praying because it seems like everything I pray for, everything I, you know, uh, want to do to make life easier doesn't happen or just the opposite happens. You know, it's, it becomes almost, you know, do I dare ask God, for healing, do I dare ask God for these things? And that's straight from the enemy, right? I mean, the enemy doesn't want us praying, he doesn't want us going to God. And though we think that, you know, okay, this is horrible, and, and sometimes it really is very horrible, you know, God has a plan, and we, we have to continue to remind ourselves of that and because it can we can get uh, drawn down. And worn out and tired, and that's when things start going bad, You know, and I think that for the for the most part, um, we all want peace and contentment. You know, and what does that look like for you, Jim?
1: Jim was just talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I almost. Don't want to get into mine because it's going to seem redundant, especially after I was looking at Rodney's notes earlier, and he accused me of cheating. But uh, when this question was asked, and I'll kind of open up with that, my first uh, godly and spiritual response is, Lord, I want exactly what you have for me. And I realize that's a load of horse manure. What I want are the things that match my personality. One of them's peace. One of them's to have fun. And I want the same. I want contentment, which I've got. And I'm one of the more content people I know. I didn't realize Rodney was there with me, but it's good to hear because we're kindred spirits with very different personalities. <laughs> but it it really has turned into a... I want the easy life, I, wa- I want to win the lottery, and somebody else at the table has expressed that more than once. I want to do that so I can do things for God. But, And then when we were talking earlier, and, and this has totally changed from what we talked about before, But uh, and Darren reminded me of this, Early, when we were listening to all these Bob Seger songs this week, I accused these guys of having just a modicum of good taste. I didn't realize how uh, you sort of blow it off the charts there, Darren, by picking one of my favorite artists. And during this show, it's changed to, Jesus, I just want want you to hold me. One of the lines from Rich Mullins song, is, Mm -hmm. and the name of it is, Hold Me Jesus, Mm -hmm. because I'm shaking like a leaf. You've been my king of glory. Won't you be my prince of peace? And, and that's really what I want. I want to be closer to him, but I don't want to be so close that I'm one of the disciples that gets killed or tortured to show that I love him. And that's a place that sort of makes me sad, but I really do feel that way. When I talk to Jesus, I will say, you know, I want, I want to be closer to you, but I don't want to suffer for it. <laughs> and honestly, that's not <laughs> not the right place to be, and I recognize it, but that's uh, where I am. But you're talking about the boot camps and the times alone with God, and we can have those any time, but that that is part of our gathering is to... We talk about important things, and then we don't talk to each other, which is where I would normally go. We are sent out in a covenant of silence to talk to God about it, and that's where you get the answers, and I look forward to every boot camp, not because I want to be with you guys. I do, but that's a a side benefit, is it's a time when I am told to go spend time with God, and part of my... uh, Nature is to you know take the easy path and enjoy myself along the journey, and that is always a a very special, wonderful time, but it's not one I seek when I'm by myself and i maybe I'll ask Jesus this time to Lord, you know give me the desire to seek you more,
2: so your clip just kind of comes along those lines,
1: yeah. Do we have time for it? We have time. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Throw it in there. This clip, uh, and Robbie accused me of having played this four or five times. I'm pretty sure it's no more than twice, although I may have tried four or five times. But this is a wonderful movie, and it's an interview with God. And if you can find it, I think it's in the theater three days, but it's out there. Let's listen.
2: Yeah, I saw it on Netflix. Okay, today is June 1st.
4: Please say your name and spell it. I'm God. I'm God. G-O-D. Okay, so you're God, one who created everything.
0: What do I tell the people who say you don't exist? Tell them the world they see is just that. Sometimes that's just the way it looks. Why do I deserve your special attention?
4: Don't you? I'm doing this interview and it's getting kind of weird.
0: If I send you a headshot, could you check it out? You traveled 7,000 miles into a war zone.
2: All war changes people. How many times do you want me to apologize?
0: Look, things happen. And how many times do I have to live through it? Sarah just left me. Is it about Afghanistan?
4: No, I think it might be a bigger problem, an older problem.
0: You are about out of time. You're saying... Yes. This interview, it's eating me up. It's really an interview? Yeah with God.
2: (sighs) They're telling me to pray. Get hurt?
0: I'd like to talk to you about salvation, Paul.
4: So you're here to save me. Do you need saving? Doesn't everyone? We try to be good people, try to please you, and we need some answers, and where did you go? you have any idea how that feels? Sometimes there aren't signs when someone's in trouble. Paul,
0: I've given you a great gift. But it's up to you to receive my gift before it's too late. Your life
4: is not an audition
2: for the afterlife. I don't even know why I agree to this. Who are you? You know who I am.
4: Interview with God. I love it. You're kidding. About time God made the front page, you disagree.
1: I, I don't disagree, and I want him to make the front page in my life. And the reason I picked this clip is because... There's an intimacy. I I mean, he's joking with him. I want that with my interaction with God, and I've had it. I've had much of what I want to ask him for, that banter, that interesting, both amusing and deeply revealing conversation with God. The interview part was the name of the movie, but I want to not only— ask my questions that he will respond with a question to get me to the heart of the matter rather than answering the question like why well, haven't I won the lottery well what would you do with it Jim <laughs> you're right I don't need to win the lottery it's a cruise a lot it was a a appropriate response from the rear we would uh, and I actually we cruised a lot before COVID and that has disrupted our life, but in a way that has made me appreciate when we will eventually maybe get a chance to do that again. And that is a time that's special for me, and I feel guilty about it because, well, God, you know, I'm out there having fun and enjoying myself. And well, they, he's already answering my request of him. But it is also a time when I feel like I can be myself without being in the, the church. And I love my church and the people there. But I can actually be me, and I am more open to evangelizing and to talking about God when I'm there
0: than I am when I'm required. Is to justify the need for it, cruises, Jim? It, it prob- sounds it, a little bit like it justification. It probably is. Moving on back to the book. <laughs> and us. that is
1: the game I play with God.
2: So I love the idea, interview with God. I really I mean, I, I really, do. really do. And, and here's some ideas, okay? If you'll think about going to masculinejourneyradio.org, because there's going to be people praying. This could probably start here in a few days that are going to be praying for every attendee. Uh, then you're going to be in, the, in a setting where you can't get on a cell phone.
0: <laughs> Not even if you want to.
2: <laughs> and, and, and you're going to be there in nature, and, and you're going to be someplace... That, that God has prepared for you to have this interview with him and, and something that that really is on his schedule because you are that important to him and, and so Darren would you pray us out of this episode and um, ask God to intervene
0: sure Jesus we do ask you Tuesday's election day, and we here in America, and we just ask you to intervene in that election. Intervene in our hearts, Jesus, to help us to know that you are still king no matter what happens. You're still king no matter how the interview with you goes. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for letting us ask.
3: This is the Truth Network.